Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm bringing you a mashup all about dating because, hey, what better way to prepare for the summer than with tips and tricks for getting back in the field? Topics include dating plans, what to do when you're not too keen on the dating scene, rejection. Believe it or not, it can be beneficial, but how do you deal with it? First dates and power moves because, hey, efficiency is key. And you're new to online dating, where to start, and what are the rules anyway? All this and more. Thanks for listening. Okay, let's be honest. If you're over 40, there's a 50-50 chance that you're one of 39 million men affected by erectile dysfunction. And if you're not, you might be one of the 39 million partners that's affected as well. I know not everyone experiences it the same, and your doctor may have it totally under control with medication, which is great. But I hear from plenty of you who have totally lost hope. You tried it all, or so it seems, but I'm telling you, there's something you can do to fight back and that your sex life is not over, and that ED is definitely not something to be ashamed of. Boston Scientific is leading the charge to eliminate the ED stigma and to get men and their partners talking about their condition. Their surgical implants have helped almost half a million men return to normal, yeah, normal sexual function, men who thought they tried everything. Time to lose the shame and take control. To learn more about Boston Scientific's treatment options, go to sexwithemily.com slash no shame. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash N-O-S-H-A-M-E today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com because you're going to love it. And you guys, we release three podcasts a week. So wherever you listen to podcasts, it's super helpful when you subscribe. And we love when you comment. It's great. It helps us. And it helps you. And also, you can find me on SiriusXM Radio Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday. It's 5 to 7 Pacific. And you guys can call in with your sex and dating questions. And if you want a free 30-day trial, go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And as always, you can follow us on all social media, wherever you're at, at sexwithemily across the board. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoy this dating mashup show. I was thinking about some of the things that we could talk about tonight about dating. Like, are you dating someone new? Are you dating a few people? I can help you with all that stuff. And so there are some top tips and I'm like, God, I haven't told you about these things yet that I, I believe are would be very helpful for you and that are helpful in all dating situations, which is not easy right now. I mean, it's not. I get it. Everyone always thinks wherever they live, they live in the very worst town ever to date in. They like I, People always say that. Like they're like, when I was in San Francisco, they're like, oh God, it's the worst town. <laughs> no, you know, like check your balls at the Golden Gate Bridge. Like just really like there's no men don't ask you out. And then in LA, everyone thinks the guys are like too into themselves and women just aren't available. Whatever. Everyone has a story. And then New York, they say the same thing. And then if you live in the middle of the States, you're like, there's no one here. But I always believe, and I know this to be true, that first of all, wherever you go, there you are. So it's not like you have to move somewhere else and you're going to find that person. 
But there's single people anywhere, everywhere. In fact, there's more single people now on the planet than ever, than ever before. So it's kind of a good time to be single. I would say so. And more ways to date and meet people. It is. Yes. Technology. Technology. And people are like, (laughs) oh God, I can't do the apps. Like I'm, because here's the thing about the apps and we have a lot to say about that, but tonight I'm just going to focus on some basic dating stuff, but this is what I want to say about the apps and definitely call me with your questions. If you have questions about them, triple eight, 94 stars is that if you still, if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I've been single for a while and I haven't met anyone, but I'm not going to do the apps because the apps, people just want to hook up or everyone's an asshole. It's not true. Like, we know ways to help you with that as well. And that I think it's a service to yourself. It's a numbers game. It is. And I know plenty of people that have had actually, you know, success. Like, they are in love. They've gotten married. They've, you know. So many babies. The whole thing. Like, there's whole lives that happen. So, it's there's still not that stigma. You don't have to whisper that I met someone online. So, I just want to say that. But first starting about dating is that if you are dating right now, And you're like, you know, I just, it's been challenging or I'm not sure. Like, have you done this yet? Have you really thought about yourself and what you actually want? Who are you as a person? What do you want out of life? What are your plans for your career? Like what, like, who are you? Because the more we know about ourselves, then we know what do I want in a relationship? And then my next step is like, do you know what you want in a partner? Have you really thought about that? Mm -hmm. Like, what's important to you? What are your deal breakers? And, you know, because I think that sometimes it's like when you go shopping and you're not really looking for anything in particular and you just end up like buying a bunch of stuff you don't need. I do that all the time. All the time. In fact, I'm starting to stop doing that. I'm like, I don't need anything. Like, (laughs) I should just go home and try my clothes. Like, do I really need another pair of boots? But dating can get frustrating like that when you're like, I'm not really sure. So when you get clear, 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 like you literally write it out. And there's some great books on it and great. I used to love this book. I used to recommend this, If the Buddha Dated. Because I thought it was cool because it made you really go deep and asked you all these questions down to like the superficial things like they have to be this height and whatever to like, like deeply in your soul. Like, how do you want to feel with this person? So define it however you want. Like, just define it, but know that like get specific and then know like if someone's a smoker, like I'm out. Someone's not my religion. That's not going to work for me. Just things that you know. Yeah. Like why waste time on things that you know? Yeah. Why waste time? Aren't going to serve you. Exactly. And the other thing is, you guys, here's the thing. Now, a lot of people think about um, casually, like a lot of people are casually dating right now. There's a lot of people I know I hear from who are like, you've been married for 20 years and you just got out of a relationship, a marriage or a long-term thing. And you're like, I don't even know how to date anymore. Like the apps weren't around. People didn't text back when I was dating. You know, I got fixed up with my partner. Like, what do we do? And I think, you know, People are texting more now. They might not talk right away, but if you've met someone and you want to make sure, I think it's okay to pick up the phone and have a call first so you don't waste time. And I also think casually dating a few people is another thing that people don't Mm -hmm. realize is that it's okay to date a few people at once. Like I think people are used to like, well, I met someone, I've gone on a date with someone, Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to assume that it's it's only about the two of us and that they're probably not dating anyone or maybe it's going to... I should just stick with one person. And I think if you haven't dated in a while or if you're just starting a date or wherever you're at, it's okay to be dating several people and you don't have to feel guilty or bad or weird. Yeah, because I mean, we have this notion that we're supposed to put all of our time and our efforts into this one person we just met, but then you're kind of wasting energy on something that might not work out when you could, you know, take things slower with that person and date a couple other people see which one's giving you the most 
Exactly. That you like the best stuff that you like. And I think that's important for everything. Like I say this often about a therapist. If you're looking for a therapist, I'm like, it's a real relationship you are entering into. It's okay to go see two or three. You're not going to love every therapist. And the same goes for dating. And I also think it's true, though. Like, you're not going to like them, right? No, it's, it's true. true. Right. I'm used to, I'm actually more used to dating multiple people in at once than being in with one, per, one person. So whatever, what I'm in now is kind of, it's not new to me, but I, it's been quite some time. Right. Since you I've haven't been the cat, you haven't been juggling. But I think the thing is, is too, is about being honest about the fact that you are Yes. dating multiple people it's okay yeah exactly i think that the more honest and authentic we are so this is kind of what I'm, this is what i'm telling you now is that be honest with yourself and then be honest with your the people you're dating that mm-hmm. like hey i'm seeing other people and just assume that they probably are too if you haven't had the conversation about being exclusive with someone i guarantee it they're dating other people so and then you know be be real about what kind of relationship you want like if you know, like I am just looking for casual sex mm-hmm. or I'm dating other people or I'm actually looking for a long-term relationship. I am want to have kids. You know, whatever you know, like be clear about that and, and, you know, talk about it right away so we don't waste time. And the other thing that I think that we forget when people are like going back to like, I'm just throwing out all the things that I've been in, in my mind about this is that we often think that we can't, we only have to meet someone in a very specific way. Like either someone introduces us or we meet him on a dating app. But I want you guys to put this in your minds. Be open to meeting people anywhere, anywhere you go. And then be almost expecting it. Because I think now, this is what I've noticed lately, and we've talked about this, James, how we're so on our phones mm-hmm. all the time that that we were missing. Like whenever you walk into a, a store, or like I was in a waiting room the other day or getting my tires fixed, like everyone was staring at their phone. Like usually in the mm-hmm. back, you'd be like, back in the day, you'd be like, hey, how you doing? Because you have nothing to do. There's yeah. no great magazines in the car shop. There never is. They have the car <laughs> magazines. I don't want to read them. You would just talk to someone because like my car is taking longer. But now we're all of our, we have our little entertainment center with us. So we're not meeting people. So you could be at the gym in line at the grocery store. doesn't matter. Like in the subway, like they're, single people they're in front of you just start talking to them say hi isn't that how people like a lot of times too people always want that meet cute yes thing whatever happens like yeah. you're not gonna get that meet cute if you're not being open, open to, to meeting yes yeah. exactly like it's just not gonna happen if you're like shut down so maybe put the phone down if you're somewhere where you're like oh i could meet someone or just know that everywhere is potential not that i'm like dating right now but i did actually there have been a few times when i've been out and I'm even even though I am like committed when I'm like at a place by myself, if I'm waiting for a friend or whatever, I did make a conscious effort to put my phone down and not be staring at it. Oh, and just to be like, because one, it makes you feel more comfortable when you're by yourself at places, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, I need a friend. I need right. something. But kind of just I envy those people that go out on their own and they just seem content. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. That's more. good. That's mature. You know, it evolved. No, I mean, like I always say that not like a mature human, but like a mature in our digital. I'm trying to keep my phone outside the bedroom at night. (laughs) Like I'm trying to be mature the way I'm managing my technology. All those things. So I think that's true. Like we meet, you know, you just meet people out in the world. And if you meet someone that you like, I think ask them out. Like just do it and let them know, like be specific. And if you do ask someone out, have a plan in mind. Now, remember mm-hmm. this because we still get emails and questions from people all the time. They're like, why did this person ask me out and not have a plan? Or like, we all want someone to, like, if you do the asking, 
think it's something to do. And I don't think the date has to be elaborate. Mm-mm. I don't think you need to spend a lot of money. You could be creative. Or if you're just the kind of person that wants me for coffee and a drink and not commit, that's fine. But like, have the plan. Do you ask people out or have I ha- you? I have not asked anyone out. I'm trying to think if I ever have. I've No, I haven't. But I would. I've always been in relationships. Or I've met also, someone yeah. and I've mutually, we've mutually liked each other. Ah. Have you asked anyone out? I have. I have. You have. I'm very forward. I know. I love that everything about you. Forward. It's good. It's. I think that women, that's an old, and I used to say years ago, no, kind of like you're taking that power away or men want to be chasing as a whole thing. But I think we all should be asking people, if we find someone interesting, Hey, let's let's go out. Let's do something. Like follow through if you meet someone you have that connection. Don't wait for that other person. Mm-hmm. And I hear from men all the time who are like they hear years later someone liked them and they're like I wish I knew cuz I never asked her out or she was going to ask me out. And this goes for same sex same sex couples of course mm-hmm. anywhere you are like if you see someone like you just just be honest. I think we're all really afraid of rejection mm-hmm. and being hurt in every situation. And so I think we just can't take it personally. Someone's going to say no to us. And then also, if you are on the apps, or let's say you're on the apps or you're just going on a date. Mm-hmm. This is the other thing that people, I used to get tripped up on this too, and who knows, could happen again. But now that we're talking about it, if you go out with someone on a date and you think it was great and they don't call you, ask you out again or vice versa, or they don't, yeah. And in your mind, you're feeling like, what I do wrong? And you're trying to analyze it. Maybe you went on a few dates. If you went on three dates with someone, that should be the end that we hear. Like, we shouldn't talk about it anymore. You shouldn't think about it. You shouldn't feel bad about yourself. You know, just keep getting back out there again. Like, don't mm-hmm. let that weigh you down. The most important thing is to get out, keep dating, and don't keep asking. Like, don't keep thinking, like, what did I do wrong and obsessed? Because when you are dating and you're in that world, you can feel like, you can just start to feel bad about yourself. Like, there's nobody. Why don't people like me? And was it something I said or wore or did? And the truth is, you did, it doesn't matter why you didn't get ass out again. It could be a million reasons, and it's probably not the things that you're worried about. Exactly. And I think a lot of us, and I used to feel this way, everyone needs to like me. Yes. I Like, I need everyone that I meet to like me. Otherwise, my life is not fulfilled. And I've had to work to get past that. Because not it's there are so many people on the planet, there's no way. Not everyone's going to like you people pleasing it's true that's a good point too because on dates i've done that too like i think that a lot of times we go into dates as the pleasers and we're like i don't even know how i feel about this person that's sitting across from me on this date i'm just gonna try to get them to like me mm-hmm. so i'm not even paying attention if i like them because i want the i want them to like me and then i'll decide but mm-hmm. when you're on a date that is such a great time to be super present and just think like how do i feel right now how mm-hmm. is this person making me feel like, it's about both of you together because I think there'd be a lot less confusion if we did all, like, were present, paid attention to, like, messaging from people and whatever they're making us feel. Yeah, because you get so hung up on the rejection that you forget to t- ask yourself, but do I, did I even want to date yeah. this person? Would either? I ever want to see this person again? Do I want to kiss them? Am I attracted to this person? So, and I think one of the most important things, too, is to think about your past. Like, what... This is an important lesson that I think sometimes we go through breakups and we just like are angry or something bad happened and we're like, you know, my my ex was an asshole and everyone's an asshole. But I think the most, we do our best learning about ourselves, like really important lessons we learn in relationships with people. 
And then when we break up, it's a great time to look at what we've learned. Like, what did I learn from this relationship? What was my part in it? That's a big one, especially if you've been dating for a long time and there's a commonality. Guess what? It's you, right? Not the person. You dated 10 people and every time there's some kind of issue around sex or intimacy or something, you're like, oh, what is my part in it? Because every relationship is 50-50. And I'm going to say it this way, even if someone cheated and did the the, unthinkable, Mm -hmm. you have a part in that in some way, like in your reaction to it. In your not, you didn't make someone cheat on you. People are gonna be like, I swear, I was the best yeah. person ever. <laughs> I mean, like, what did you? Rather than just being angry mm-hmm. that your partner cheated, like, that doesn't mean that the whole relationship was horrible. There's still parts. I mean, the whole, you know, what I'm saying there was probably some yeah. good things, and there's still lessons to learn if something really bad happened at the end. Is my point? Definitely. So it doesn't mean like, oh, but he was just a jerk or she was a bitch or whatever it is. So look at that. Like, it's such good. That's why I think it's important. To try to not jump right into a relationship when you're single, and it's important to take time to like really learn about who you are again, single, and then what you want once you get back out there. Mm-hmm. And I used to not do that because I felt like I would go from one to the next because I didn't like being alone. And then I realized, wait, who the hell is Emily without a man? Like, who am I in the world? So then I would take that time, and then it was a lot clearer when I started dating again. Like, what the hell do I want? The thing about rejection, like we always say, man, it's you always mm. say great, is like, it's not going to kill you. Like mm. to go up and talk to someone, you're not going to die if she says no, mm. or like the worst thing that yeah. happens, and you and you get better. But I think about it, like also working in entertainment, you know, all about rejection. Oh, like we it, All day. All day yeah. long. And I didn't know that when I started mm-hmm. that, you know, the first time I got rejected, I did a pilot that didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. I was devastated you know I was like in bed I was like I can't my life is over you know and then you just realize oh that, that happens actually all the time my mom's like George Clooney had 13 pilots that didn't get picked up before he had you know, like okay mom I get it I get it and now you do get it and you get and, and also being on you know so you get that it's going to be rejection and that it's just about it's not about you know how many times you fall down it's about how you get back up and the truth is that the things in life you know I think our success in life is built on a lot of rejection because it makes if you keep going and you keep going and you don't stop yourself, so I think we all just have to, um, you know, learn learn to deal with it and look at it as a, a gift sometimes when you get rejected. Yeah. And how you can move forward from that and create the life that you want. Sound like a don't dwell speaker. on things. Don't dwell on it. But I was going to also say is oh, and also like the fear of speaking. I used to be terror when we did the live show. So Menace and I are going on the tenth year of doing this show. I was live mm-hmm. on. I started as a podcast and then I was live on the radio live never been in a radio studio before mm-hmm. the first night I was on so the first year I was I was terrified or the first six months like I would prep for 12 hours before the show that whole day and then the whole time driving to the station I would have this huge pit in my stomach it's scary and now mm-hmm. I'm like I walk in I don't think about you know what I'm saying you mm-hmm. get you get used to those things and you get better at it so I believe that everything and you know you know you didn't used to be afraid of being on the radio sometimes yeah I could barely speak they have to have to put the volume up all the way yeah yeah. Now look at you. You can't shut up. So well, kind of. No, I'm kidding, but I'm just. I saying. still fumble when I have a lot of people looking at me at the same time. I I do a morning radio show where there's three other people in the room, and at any moment I'm thinking they're not interested in anything that I'm saying, right. and then I start fumbling over my words because they're like all looking at me. Because you get in I your go, head. Yeah, and I go crazy. I think but, we're all so afraid of being judged, and we think like rejection is like such a. You know, it's a death. It's like our worst thing yeah. ever because we all have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And so if someone rejects us, we think they're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we take we take their side. 
Like yeah. they're right, they're rejecting me, and then we make up stories. Oh, yeah. he doesn't want to date me. He didn't call me back because I said this. You know, I insulted you know his mother over dinner mm-hmm. about what she did for a living, or he, my dress was too short, or I was really slutty, or I drank too much. And most times, the things that we worry about aren't even really what's happening. So mm-hmm. when you're sitting there on the morning show, you're awesome on the show. They're not thinking menace is a boring tool. They wouldn't have you on. But in our minds, we tend to go to that place and it makes us nervous. Oh, I'm the worst person ever. Right. You know? I'm the worst person ever and they're right. So rejection gives us a chance to like, you know, mm-hmm. be mean to ourselves. But, and another thing too, believe it or not, rejection or even if they're into you is awesome either way. Why? Because if you get rejected, you're not wasting any more of your time on that person, you know? Exactly. You're it's not. a gift. Yeah. Because then you they, they showed you who they are. You, they, they're not, mm-hmm. not into you. Yeah. Move on. You can be cool with them or not. And then you, you get to move on and move on to the next person. Exactly. You know, if you just stay in that, you know, friend zone or just in that limbo, you don't know if they like you or not. And you don't, you're too afraid to, you know, make that next move. You're going to waste so much time in your life or exactly. other opportunities that you can meet somebody else. And that's why you, you know? should, exactly, you're absolutely right. And so I always say, you know, sometimes what people, when you hear, we're, we're going to get into this in a minute, but when you hear, you know, we went on two dates, it was the best dates, I thought he was the mm-hmm. one, and then he didn't call. It's like, okay, well, better, he did you a favor, actually, mm-hmm. because you thought it was great, it wasn't, this is going to hurt maybe for a few weeks, but don't, you know, go, you know, don't don't criticize yourself and think it's something that you did. He showed you exactly who he was, maybe he's not into you, it's Probably maybe as another girlfriend. Who knows what happened? It doesn't matter. Put that aside and move forward because so many people are in relationships for way too long. Yeah. When it should be over like in five minutes and they're together mm-hmm. for three years. The thing about rejection is it can be very bone crushing, right? Especially when it comes to love. It's like your knife goes through the heart when someone doesn't text yeah. you back, call you back, or if you're in love with them. Even more, you know, mm-hmm. even more so like you're in a relationship. You think, am I not worthy of love? Am I not good enough? Is it me that needs, you know, do I need to change? Is it my problem? And the initial shock of rejection can make you feel like you can't breathe and you think, you know, I'm going to become someone else because this person doesn't like me. So what I'm saying is that if a relationship is done and someone rejects you, it's how you move on. So dating is a numbers game. You just got to keep putting yourself out there and the possibility of being rejected looms, sure it does, and you you will get rejected. You might reject it a hundred times, but you keep going until you meet someone and it is not going to kill you. And I guarantee it makes you stronger. So let me move on to the um, tips of this. So let's say you're at a bar. All right. I'm at a bar. And you're chatting up someone and seem, things seem like they're going really well. And let's say you ask for their number. You ask a chick for a number. <laughs> okay. And uh, she says no. How would you respond? Say, uh, okay, thank you. Right. Okay, you say right. thanks. Moving on. Okay. Thank you. So, right. And then maybe you talk to someone else, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, yeah, the best way to say, okay, maybe you might want to say you missed out on a great time, but it was nice to meet you and move on. That's it. No, no. What? Don't do that. Why? Then she'll think you're adorable. Okay, fine. Just say, okay, thanks, cool. whatever. Have a good night. And then there's a million other people yeah. in the bar. Don't let this stuff, you know, get you down on it. There's no point in letting one misconnection ruin, like, an entire night of being out and about. So the other thing is, the next one is like, it's the online dating ghost trick. How people kind of disappear online. So let's say you're messaging with someone, it's going great, you have the same taste in movies, you know, you find out that you have like the same dog, you went to church camp with their neighbor or something, <laughs> and there's inside jokes, you guys, you already have pictured, you know, you guys walking down the aisle together or something. And the conversation goes on maybe for a while and things are great and you have plans to meet and then all of a sudden this person cancels a date. What do you do? Uh, don't message them or talk to them. 
yeah. at all? Stop it immediately. Yeah. If this ghoster, because they disappear, they don't mm-hmm. respond, you know, to your last comeback, don't sit there and overanalyze it and think, I shouldn't have said this, I shouldn't have said that. Why did they talk? Mm-hmm. And you sit and talk to your girlfriends don't, for two hours about it. Don't it message doesn't them at matter. All. Don't message them. Delete them. Don't see if they've already been back on low. They were on mm-hmm. their account three minutes ago. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And so what I'm saying is these things hold us back and we let it paralyze us. But the more you, the quicker that you move forward from these things, you just got to let it go. You have no idea what was wrong. Maybe you have no idea what happened to him. And it doesn't matter. You didn't even meet this person. It really doesn't matter. So keep on matching and winking and swiping and try your luck with someone else. So don't, you know, don't, don't let harp on things. Don't harp on things. And don't, I guess I just hear this all the time because you, we always talk about this, how women... And I will agree with you on this, that women tend to, guys don't really talk about it. They, you might be upset if a woman doesn't get back to you, but you're not going to sit and analyze it for two hours and show your friends the series of text messages yeah. and listen to listen to his voicemail and watch all the messages we went. This is what women yeah. do. And I'm telling so, you, it is a way, you could you could solve world, world hunger, really, with all the time yeah. that women spend analyzing like ridiculous, and men, dates mm-hmm. and things that didn't go your way. So, um, this happened, and this is happening more and more online too, I think, that you get interested in someone and... Whatever. Then you're going through everything about them yeah, online. My picture yeah. was bad. I knew I shouldn't put that mm. photo up. Maybe, you know, it was the way I said this. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And even in life, bigger picture, the things that we worry about happening are the reasons why we think we got fired from the job or didn't mm-hmm. get the loan or didn't get the raise is not what you think anyway. So just mm-hmm. let it go and work on yourself. And also, it's important too when things happen, like even if you get rejected from a job or something, let's just say you didn't get an interview. You didn't get the, the job and the interview went well. There's nothing wrong with looking at it and saying, hmm, I wonder why, you know, maybe I didn't get it. And then going back and saying, you know what, I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to take all this energy that I could spend being really bummed out to, let's say you're applying for a writing job. I'm going to go home and I'm going to write for, for, for hours, three hours tonight. I'm mm-hmm. going to really improve on this skill. It's not that maybe it wasn't even that you were a bad writer. Maybe they wanted a brunette instead of a blonde. It doesn't really matter. But the truth is, the more that you work on yourself and you put all that negative energy that you're thinking and and improving whatever it is, your self-esteem, your skills, you'll fare better in the world. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we come back onto your calls. Anyone in a relationship should communicate more. But one of the most important things you should absolutely be talking about is using more lube in the bedroom. That's why I want to tell you guys about Pure Lube because it is seriously next level. I've been obsessed with this brand for years and I'm a huge fan, which is why I'm so excited to be working with them. They have a ton of different formulas that are great for either exploring a new toy and making sure your time with your partner is that much more pleasurable. Pure's original formula lets you feel much more touch and sensation and even works great as a massage gel. Or check out their aqua water-based lube, which is super moisturizing and gets completely absorbed into your skin, leaving you feeling silky and smooth. The best part, is that their products all use medical grade ingredients and are completely hypoallergenic. So get that conversation started and bring pure lube into the bedroom. To try pure for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash pure. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash P-J-U-R today. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. 
You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex, or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. When we've talked, so yeah. you have the dog now, and you said kind of putting a damper on your love life. Yeah. But I know in the past we talked, you were dating online. I'm doing a lot of swapping, dating uh, on the apps, right? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm on like, Tell <laughs> three me. different apps right okay. now and it don't make the face it's hard, it is hard out there but if you got it in you stay on the it apps it is time consuming but I keep hearing with the whole dating app thing that it's all in the numbers which is such like a shitty thing to hear dating's always been about the numbers the I more know. yeses you say to those invitations that you don't really want to go to that person's house but you like some of their friends for their barbecue like that's how you meet people yeah but I really like sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> I know I was like with all the, I know, I think of all the time I spend getting ready in my life, like could for sure solve world hunger or maybe learn like a third language or something. Absolutely. That's a waste of time. That's how the man holds women down. Exactly. (laughs) What does he do? He might shower. He might shower. Right. But we've got like outfits and makeup and things. No, you're right. I like sweatpants too. That's true. So you can stay home and swipe more. Yeah. More often than going out. Yeah. I definitely spend way more time on the apps than I go on the actual dates themselves. But I've been going on a few dates. There was a period of a few weeks where I was going on like two dates a week, which is big for me because I don't date on school nights right, because okay. I have things to do. Um, so that's like two weekend nights. That's, and that's a lot. Oh, you do it on the weekend. Yeah. It's, so know. Friday, Saturday, when do you see your friends? Like when are we going to have dinner? Well, I see my friends on I guess the it's better. We yeah. could see it. Thursdays are better anyway. Yeah. I okay. like that. Or Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night family dinner with my girlfriends is great. Okay, here's my question for you. So Friday, Break Saturday, you have a date. Mm-hmm. And you probably, I've been, I've dabbled in the apps for sure. I think when you're single and you want to find someone, you're, you got to include them. But if, I don't see why people don't. Like, just mm-hmm. do that and go out. But you're saying that Friday and Saturday, you're like, nope, it's just for dating. And then when you probably match with a lot of people as well, as I was going to say, doing so many apps, I'm sure you meet a lot of people. 
I've, yeah, I match. How do you decide who gets Friday, who gets Saturday? Do you ever do two, like one for drinks, one for dinner? No, I have done that. Right? No, you have to. You have you to. Gotta you double have, up. Plus, you already have your makeup on. Right. You took your, you know, yoga pants off. So, right. like, might as well make right. the best use of it. Exactly. Um, but I found that sometimes that can be problematic. One time, because I met a guy for coffee uh, somewhere, and then a few hours later, I had a dinner date at a restaurant. And that guy walked in. No. I know. The guy from the earlier date? Yes. What'd you do? I just turned was, my whole body around. I don't know if he saw me. Was he on a date as well, though? Probably. He was on dinner. Uh, I, I literally saw him walk it's in. And I was like, this is karma for being an asshole. Right. No, it's why, but that's not an asshole thing to go out with someone else three hours later. It's being an efficient asshole. It's being efficient. We all do this. No, my friend Anna and I had this thing where we would match with the same exact guys on Tinder for like months. We were both single. And she's like, have you gone out with this one yet? I'm like, I have. So like we kind of give each other the heads up on mm. the guys that I'd already dated and she had already dated, which was kind of funny because we're very, we look similar. We're the same age. And then one night before we had cross-checked our notes, she's like, I'm with a guy right now that you're actually going out with in two hours. Like he had <gasps> said, I have another date with this sex with Emily. She's like, don't bother. Like it was... Yeah, Wait, same he date. said on the date he had another yeah, date? Yeah, something had come up about how often they're using the apps or maybe he had looked her up on Facebook. I don't remember what, but my somehow he said it I don't remember now if it was like she wrote, oh, she wrote my name up and said my friend Emily because we're really tight and she has a podcast and he was like, oh, sex with Emily. I have a date with her. So then she got to save me from not going out with him. Anyway. At least give the illusion that you're only going out with one person. See, but that's why I want to correct you. So why play the game that it's the only one you saved you're going to go home and like after that and wash your hair like they used to say in the 80s like this right I'm sorry not tonight I have to wash my hair the 70s but um was it the 60s I don't know when did women stay home and wash their hair it was always an old thing but whatever you're gonna do don't wash your hair I'm gonna go home and like you know knit or whatever you're gonna do yeah 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 so you're not an asshole for that I want to say you are being efficient strong independent woman that's what I've actually found is that efficiency is my biggest tip for other people that are dating as well and being efficient, like knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like and not trying to play the game of texting and then eventually ghosting or what is it called? Bread cum- breadcrumbing? Now? I don't know, but like, there's a new thing. There's, what, there's what's the other one? There's like one called like passive day. ghosting or something. Isn't there a new thing? Haunting. Haunting. Okay. I'm really good at telling guys... I'm not interested. Like okay. after a date, I'm really good at texting them the next day. Like, thanks so much. It was great meeting you. Not interested. Right. And moving on. With you my are life. very you efficient. Have to be no, efficient I like, Have you that. always been that way? Are you like that? I feel like I no, get that. No, I used to be nice. Like you oh. know how girls are taught to be nice. Oh, yeah. You know we have to be like, oh, like sure, let's go on a second date, even though I have zero interest. Exactly. Um, you know, all and right. I, I want to be nice. I want him to like me. Or me, I used to talk I don't want myself. Hurt his feelings. I don't want hurt his feelings. He did buy me a nice dinner. Um, or um, I would think, well, maybe he'll grow on me. Yeah. Well, he is good on paper. All my friends met him. They liked him. So now, how have you, Hannah Cranston, learned to be more efficient and know what you want? That's like a really good skill. So two different things. Um, one being, like, if I. I went on a date a few months ago, maybe, with a guy who told me that his 2018 resolution, his 2018 goal, was to develop empathy. <laughs> Are oh you serious? God. Yeah. And then he know. asked for a second date. I'm like, you just told me you have zero empathy. <laughs> that is amazing. That's yeah. That's literally the best thing I've ever heard. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and probably you from know, a very sweet, vulnerable place, maybe, or no, did he not even attach to what I don't even was? think he understood what he was saying. Right. But he was, you know, 
tall, attractive, and Jewish. And so my mom is like, well, do you think that maybe, you know, so I'm like, no. Right, right. Like, because it already not for it's a challenge me. for a lot of people. And when just realizing empathy could take them years. Yeah, so you ever. just got to, like, if there's something like that, <laughs> that's an, that's an instant deal breaker. I freaking love that. And then my new thing is on dates, and this is a bold move, but it shouldn't be bold, is I ask men if they consider themselves a feminist. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I just ask them if they identify as a feminist. And it's interesting to see how men either squirm or not or how they respond or how they justify that they don't identify as a feminist. Because so it's kind of an interesting question to sit across from somebody at a table and be like, hi, do you think I'm an equal human to you? <laughs> okay, but okay, but I could see many a man being taken aback, like especially right now with Me Too and everything, mm. being like feminist is so it's such a, it's so charged. What kind of answers are you getting? Things like, you know, I'm really close with my mom, but or I don't like to label myself, but like that whole sort of thing. I wonder if we could reframe it though, rather than like a yes or no or an answering it, but is there another way to get to the same answer? Because how, what if he just says, first of all, he might just say yes, because he's like, I'm not going to tell some hot chick who's like, I think he's probably my soulmate. how many people say no. Just to be assholes or they're really not? I think they really are not. So why would that guy say, no, I'm not? He would say, I'm not a feminist because I believe I'm superior? Or? I think the problem is, I don't think people necessarily understand They don't the understand. Word, what, that's what, what I'm telling you also. Means, right? Because of that course- That was my first concern. Yeah, like the, the movement in itself- has different sex that you may or may not agree with, right? There are sex within uh, feminism that I do not agree with. There okay. are sex that are not inclusive and, and things of that nature. There are some that are um, maybe a little too out there for me, but that's okay. I still agree with the core concept that we should be politically, economically, socially, and personally equal to men. Okay. Uh, so, and that's what the word means. That's what it means. That's yeah. true. So I'm wondering, though, I'm just helping you brainstorm for dates. Maybe what this is why I'm single. Maybe that's the problem. Well, I got to be honest. I think it's, that some men, they, they might see that as kind of like an attack or like there's no way to answer this correctly. It's kind of like saying, do you love and respect women? Like, are you, are you a good guy? Are you not an asshole? Like, do you love women? Like, are you going to burn your bra for me? I don't know what guys think of it, but I feel like there's a way of saying like, I think it would help by asking about their relationship with their moms and their, yeah. their their sisters and other women in their life. If they feel like, oh, my boss, be like, he or she. That's how mm. you find out. It's how they treat and think about women. I know that we shouldn't talk about exes on a date. I always say, don't talk about your ex on the first date or first few. I don't have very many rules in that way, okay. but it's more like when people bring up their exes, Typically, it's like, oh, my ex was crazy. Everyone's ex was crazy, apparently. We all think yeah. the same person. <laughs> and everyone's ex was crazy. And then there's a story there. However, I think it can also be telling because when someone's still in the mode of like, oh, she was crazy or she did all these things, they still haven't taken responsibility for their relationship yet. So mm, it's like, mm-hmm. because it, there's two there's two to tango. There's two people in every relationship. Totally. So yes, you they could have cheated and lied and stole your money. And you could still say they did all these things, but you were with them. You chose it. What was it? What was going on in your life? Maybe that. And granted, we're also met victims sometimes for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the whole ex. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. going off on a whole thing here, but like, I just think you can tell a lot about people's relationship with women by asking them. And eventually, when you get to the ex thing, yeah, finding out like what really happened, have they healed, or yeah. You know. 
Yeah, and you can tell, like, like you're talking about now, like, if, how the way uh, a man talks about his mom or their exes. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, express, you know, respect for them and it just didn't work out, as soon as they say, I still have a lot of respect for her, but blah, 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 then you're Then like, that's oh. a good thing, right? Yeah, We're still really thing. good friends. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. It? Okay, yeah, you're doing good. Okay, so what else do you f- have you found out in rapid fire dating um, in this stage of Hannah? Guys don't like to be... Uh, told that you're not interested or that you don't want to continue. I have, I, I actually brought texts. Oh, I love that. I brought Real receipts. life texts because, <laughs> because what you're saying is now you're also being more decisive and you're telling them the very, you're not playing like, no, see, you're I don't not ghosting. The, see, I don't want to play the I game. I don't want to play the whole like, let me, you know, string you along for however long um, or pretend that I'm interested if I'm not, it's not in, in, it's not doesn't work for me and it's not good for you right, either. Right, okay. Like right. isn't it way better to yes, just break and then honest. move on with your day? <laughs> yeah. Right? So I told a guy that I wasn't interested in continuing our relationship, but it was great getting to know him. Um, and I wished him all the best. So then he goes into this like four paragraph thing about how I'm the problem with the LA dating scene. No. Yeah. Um, Read it. Let me see your song. He, he says something to the effect Angry. of like, well, he wanted me to meet his friends like on the third date, which was a little, I mean, whatever. I don't, oh, I've, I've introduced people like very early on. Yeah. This is only after two dates. So okay. he gets very upset that I didn't get to meet his friends that I'm the problem with the LA dating scene. But then this is where it gets weird. He says, now you've left my dog without a mom. <laughs> this was after two dates. This is your what? next show. Whatever you're doing. You've le- was it a joke though? I don't know. I think that's a funny thing to say. Come on. I think, oh, maybe. <laughs> think about it. You've left my, no. after three dates? This was two dates. Two dates. He says, now you've left my... Let me hear it. I think it was a joke. I can't say Did the you meet the dog? Name. Did you have a dog date? No, we never met. I never met you the never dog. never met the dog. Interesting. No, dog I, date. That's a big deal. That is you big, especially now. You introduce somebody to your dog. It's like your child. I I'd it. introduce somebody to my parents before my dog. <laughs> <laughs> right, because what if your dog just starts pissing on them? Then you yeah. can't you can't date this person. But they don't like them. Yeah, I mean, that's what come I'm on. Wait, so okay, so that's so that's but but okay, but what do you say in these texts when that's a hard thing after two dates? So you get in front of it. Yeah, you don't even wait for them to say, Hannah. Oh my god, last night was amazing. Let's do something Saturday. You're like, nope. I try to be like you know, it's so great getting to know you, but I'm not interested in committing. You know, what do you say? Some- I'm not interested. I, I used to say like I'm not feeling a connection. I'm not feeling... I said it was like, great getting to know you a bit, but I don't think I'm interested in continuing our relationship. I wish I wish you the best, though. Exclamation great. point. Okay, good. If you add an exclamation point, everything is nice. Right, right, right. No, I think this is great and concise. Now, this guy didn't want to take it or he no. just made you feel bad. Yeah, he just... I think he's... Guys get frustrated sometimes. And I get that. Dating is frustrating right, and right. it's hard and rejection sucks. But I think the way that we can have better dating experiences is if we shift our mindset, yeah. right? It's not about rejection. Like It's, it's not, not rejection. It's just was you weren't a match. About, yeah, we weren't a match. It's not about chemistry. Like If somebody's not into you, that's a great knowledge to have. Knowledge is power. Then use that you know, right. power to go find somebody who is, who's obsessed with you because there's somebody out there, there is. who thinks you are the hottest but if this isn't that person, why try to like force them to be? Right. Why spend so much time in the, yeah. and, and thinking about the Because he might have been like, oh, Hannah, what, what did I do wrong? Or women would think like, oh, why did he do this? You get that kind of message. It's a freedom. Yeah, this rejection thing. We got to stop. Well, that's one thing I want to say is we do 
spend a lot of time, I think, and I have so many friends who contact me, actually more guys lately, who have gotten texts like you just sent, but the women, I think you are such a good role model here because my guy friends are getting texts that are similar, but they're couched in all this other language that they've actually sent me texts to decipher. They're like, do you think she's trying to end it or not? Because she'll say something to the effect of like, same thing, like they'll have gone out a few times and my guy friends are like, and it was amazing and she made out with me. We made plans, but now she wrote me this and it's like, my life's really busy right now. Work is just taking over and I'm traveling and I think you're great, but right now is not a great time for me because I'm busy or something like that. And then they're like, do you think I should still pursue it? It's should I convince cool. her? Because then they don't get it. Don't but get you're it. like, no connection, bye-bye. spell it out. You have to I spell love it. it out. Yeah. Um, and I also think another component of it is like oftentimes the way we have, you know, I guess, stereotypical gender norms, um, men are feel like they're facing rejection a lot more than women because yeah. they're like supposed to ask the woman out and do all this kind of stuff. So I've actually challenged myself and I challenge other women to do this is ask a guy out or, you know, confront somebody. I thought there was a guy that was really hot at my gym, so I went up to him and handed him my number. You did? And I was like, whoa! I was like the most liberating feeling. I walked out, I was like, I don't even care if he texts me. Like, I felt on top of the world because I took a huge risk. Yeah. And I think if more women take those risks, then we can, like, level the playing field and we can have real relationships that aren't so rooted in fear. You're so right. We're so suffocated and held back by fear. Like, everything. Procrastination is fear. Anxiety is fear. Like... Stress is fear. Totally. Everything's fear. I love that you just went up to him. Because I don't see, like, everything else should be equal. How do you feel, though, mm. since you should ask people out, Hannah Cranston? I want to know how you feel about a new study that said more than 60% of women prefer to pay on the first date. Love it. You're going to pay on the first date? Love it. I always pull out my credit card. Not all men let me pay on the first date. There's a lot of guys who still like want to do that, which, you know, that's a lovely gesture and I'll say I'll pay for the next date or whatever it may be, but every single time I offer, no matter But do what. you do a reach and hope they don't take it secretly, take your money? Because no. I've ch- Come on, you put a full on, or do you do this, the reach? No, I do the full on, I pull it out. I pull it okay. out all but the way. But you whip it out? I whip it you out. You whip out the mask, I try to Amex? whip it out before them. Too, so that they know, and do they, well, do they, they know I mean business. No, I think this is. <laughs> see, I think this is um this is interesting because I have to say I was still in the field of like I kind of like when a guy would pay because I don't know there's just something like I feel like they I was kind of coming from the old mindset that it'll be like emasculating or men like to be in charge or men I don't know just kind of an older norm around this and I think it has changed and then there's but there's also part that it's like. Also, I've gone through the whole phase of like, I'll make a, I'll make an effort, but I don't want them to take my credit card, even though I offered. And then there's the ones, so I've kind of gone in different phases of it, but now I'm like, you know, if we really are all equal in so many ways, and plus most dates are paid for ahead of time, you're doing an event, an adventure, how many times are you really at dinner? Like dates are so many more things right now mm. that I feel like maybe a good way to think about it, and not for everybody, because it also depends if you're dating someone who's more... I don't know what, who asked for the date, who planned something extravagant. You're not yes. going to split it. It wasn't, you weren't in charge. Right. I think there are like some exceptions, right? Yeah, let's I talk think, about it because I do think, yeah, I agree. I, I just, think like in some cases, like if you can tell that a guy is feeling 
insecure or, you know, the word you used, emasculated because you want to, you know, foot the bill or split the bill or however it is. I think that's something to take notice of. But then, of course, retreat. Right. Because you don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable on a date. Um, But I do think that there are some politics to it. Right. Because if like so, for example, um, I. I I retract my former statement because (laughs) I was invited on a first date. It was a blind date and he invited me to Nobu. And girl, I am a boss bitch, but I ain't Nobu boss bitch. No, right. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, Nobu is one of the most like beautiful, was it Malibu or Nobu? It was West Hollywood. Yeah, but it's an amazing Japanese restaurant. Yeah, like, one of but the best it's, in Los Angeles. It's expensive. But it's like at least Serious $200, $300 at least. a person. Right. At least. Even if you're if not drinking it. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. And so on that day, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I still pulled out my credit card because I was like, no, like feminism. Right. <laughs> right. But then I was like, oh my God, please don't take this. Like, right. I'm over my limit. I'm over my limit. Please don't accept it. I have to pay rent this Shouldn't month. Shouldn't have bought the Zara dress. Okay. So, so if there's like a situation like that where somebody, there's a huge disparity absolutely. in salary and somebody suggests a restaurant that's out of your budget, I think, I think you're you can right. sort of feel out the situation. Case by but, case. If a guy yeah. if a guy or a woman, whatever kind of relationship you're in, I guess it feels like if you're, you know, whoever you're dating, same sex, gay, straight, wherever stage you're at, I think if you do the asking and the planning, maybe that's who should pay. Yeah. And that's a good way to kind of like, you planned it, you pay for it, and then maybe next time, because I think this is where my heart goes out to men, where I mm. think like men are used to a lot of rejection and men because I also think like they're always ones who have to make the decisions make the first move move make the plan so like mm-hmm. why not kind of like help with it in a way by not making these assumptions that they have to that they have the money obviously they shouldn't take you somewhere they can't afford but, but it gets expensive for men like I, I mean I always say right. it's expensive for women because we have to buy the makeup and pay for the wax or you know whatever else we do when you prior say to that now date. I never want to pay for a meal again because <laughs> no man can ever match up to all we spend but. all we spend in in preparation right. but it does get expensive for men and you know I want to acknowledge that because no, I never want to take advantage of that and I think a way that I've been doing it on my dates that I've found to be successful is if he pays for dinner, then I'll be like, okay, I'll get, like, if we're going to go to drinks afterwards, I'll get the drinks afterwards. I'll get, like, I had a date this weekend. I got ice cream afterwards. Right. Yeah. I was like, you get that double scoop. You know? <laughs> right. Go ahead, Sugar honey. mama get over sprinkles. here. Get sprinkles. Right. Make it a double. No, you're right. I thought, exactly. I like that. Because I like, you know, this basically says that, yeah, there's the women are realizing the financial pressure dating can have on men and they don't want to take advantage of them. Confidence. So the reason why I found interesting too is that this study says that confidence is one of the most attractive qualities in a prospective partner. I think that that's true. I think men and women totally. always say, if you're confident, you can like literally rule the world and perhaps be my partner. So a woman seeing that as a power move rather than the past, we might have seen it as a more emasculating move. So it could be as most go both ways. Kind of like Totally. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, let's get into power moves because oh. I think this is really important. So I think that's a huge power move if yeah. you suggest that's to pay. True. I also, my new power move is never wearing heels on the first date. I wear Converse almost every really? single first date. Yeah. That so, is like my power move. Because you're like, I'm not dressing up for you. I, yeah, just like I'm not not like that. I'm coming. I'm not coming like straight from the so gym. You're not wearing the pajamas. You're not wearing the yoga pants. No, no. unfortunately, so you're taking off the yoga. But no, I. But it's like I come casual. Like I'm. I'm. You know, I'm excited to meet you, but Even I'm not Nobu? trying to be uncomfortable. Did you wear Converse to Nobu? I wore booties. I didn't wear like heels. Okay. Heels. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Booties are the are the kind of not trying too hard Converse. 
Okay, guys, let's take some calls. All right, let's talk to Scott, who is 53 in Florida. He needs advice on how to approach the dating scene after being absent for so long. All right, hey, Scott, that's a good question. I'm going to help you. Tell me what's going on. Hey, I'm, let me at least say, hey, Emily, and I, I, I want to say, because nobody ever uh, says a word uh, about it. James back there, Jamie, is uh, she's killer. She has me in hysterics on a new nightly basis <laughs> with a little sarcastic drops. Oh, really? Oh, she's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank Jamie's you. my girl. People, yeah. Jamie's popping, and uh, now Michelle is, uh, has to come out of her shell. Yeah, she's doing it. Michelle's coming out. Oh, I'm here. Little, I'm just little, new. Little, hey, it's a, fright, it's a frightening atmosphere. You got to work your way through all of the sexual devices. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. Thank it you. is, Scott, right, but we got her. We're, we're a good family here. Yeah, Jamie's the bomb. I am yeah. grateful for every single day. Really. Three years we've worked together, and then we started the show, and she's like, bam. It's amazing. Michelle's great. Yeah. So how can we help you, Scott, my little team here of love? How can we help you? Well, my life is sort of in sort of disarray in the romantic side. I have an ex-wife that I'm friendly with, but not romantic with, although she would like to be romantic. My current tenant until August 1st is an ex-girlfriend from 2013. So I, the ex-girlfriend leaves August 1st, so that's being solved. The ex-wife I don't want to be romantic with, so that's easy enough to handle. Yep. And if she doesn't want to be just friends, that's fine. So I put myself on a dating site okay. on Sunday night. And had a few things to look at Monday morning, which was surprising. Okay. And I've been talking to somebody, and I'm not a big fan of this texting. Yeah. So we immediately got got to the phone thing. Good. Seems, you know, we got some good, good reports going on, but uh, I don't know the rules. I don't know what I'm allowed to ask about. I mean, we got we got a couple of things in common. No kids. Independent. Four twenty friendly. So that would be our wine to loosen up and perfect. says to me, uh, she's. I have to be prepared because she's kinky. I'm going to meet her for the first time on Thursday. I don't know what the grooming rules are. Mm. I'm lost. I don't know from anything. <laughs> okay, so Scott. Okay, she sounds kinky. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, Scott, you sound like a good guy. You have good, ta- you have good humor, sense of humor, because Jamie is hilarious. But, but listen, <laughs> I, I got to tell you something, Scott. And is that you? You're in a good place. First of all, you got on the dating site. You already found a woman who's kinky. So really. Here's the thing about the... And how old is she? How old is she? She's 48. Okay. So she's like in your generation. I mean, here's the thing. Okay. So I think that there's a certain element of you just being you. And being honest, Scott, who's gotten through dating before. And and even if you say, I don't know the rules, I haven't done it. And you're being your authentic self and saying that, that is... Oh, no. They're freaking about to go in a minute. And I also think that... Here's the thing. When she says she's kinky, I think it's great to ask her what that means. Tell me more about it and to ask a lot of questions. As far as grooming, I don't care about it, but a lot of guys trim. Some guys shave. You got to see what's comfortable for you. And I love that you're meeting right away. And I think the more you can talk to people and meet them sooner than just keep texting and all the apps. And the last thing I'm going to tell you is because we do have to go is that now that you're out there dating, let everyone know that you're single and look at every opportunity when you're out doing errands in your life that there are single people everywhere and you just got to talk to them and say hello and be your fantastic self. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know what topics do you want to hear about? Are there certain things that you would like to hear more of on the show? I always want to know because I always want to make a show that feels good to you and me. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. 
Okay, so I don't know. You have to listen to my show for a total of five minutes, maybe, before you hear something about the Womanizer. I mean, all their products are amazing, so I always share about them. But just when you think they might be at the end of their innovation rope, they're not. Because they shocked me again with the new Womanizer Duo. Okay, I've long called the Womanizer the Clit Whisperer, and now... Those whispers are carrying over to the G-spot. What? The Womanizer Duo uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris, but with an internal vibe. Curve for internal stimulation to get the best of both worlds. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. Pleasure air technology and internal stimulation in one And you can have one turned on, one off, or have both on and select from the 12 intensity settings on either motor. Totally customizable. Plus, it still offers that same smart silent technology as the Womanizer Premium. You know, in case you have roommates, kids, visiting in-laws, randomly barging through your door that you could have sworn you locked. Hate when that happens. It's also totally waterproof, so you can use it in the bath or the shower. Simple. This thing is insane. To check out the Womanizer Duo for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R today.